you want to just clap and then do it. Oh, That's okay. fine. Welcome in to the Inside Source. This is Clark Sullivan coming alongside ACU TV's Connor Mullins. The Mavs sitting at number five in the Western Conference with an eight and five record, going two and one in these last three games since we saw you last. Connor, last week you predicted a two and one record, but you actually predicted uh, an easy win over the Magic and a loss to one of the other two teams. That's not how it happened. Let's talk about these last three games. Give me your general observations. Last night, I'll say this for all the games, really. It's been closer than it should have been. We've gotten huge leads and then let it slip. doesn't make any sense to me. People on Twitter last night after the game against the Clippers just talking about how the Mavericks were up by 25 at halftime and then lost the lead and won by two. That's just not sustainable for any NBA team, and you can't just rely on Luka. I know Dinwiddie played great against the Wizards on Thursday. Yeah. But like this isn't a sustainable team right now. You gotta you gotta maintain your leads when you build them up to twenty five. It's it's awesome when we're up by that much, but when you lose it at the end, they're just giving everyone a heart attack for no reason. So I'm a little frustrated mm -hmm. by the way we've been playing recently. Yes. Which we could have mentioned this in past weeks, but it we've only done this now because it's been a trend mm -hmm. from the beginning. Like the first game against Phoenix, we were up by like 30 i think or it something was like, like that 24 yeah. or something yeah still a crazy lead and then we lost by two and it's still the same way even yesterday we won by two when we were ahead by 25 at half absolutely it's just kind of like what's going on with jason kids just like not getting them hyped at halftime they're not drinking the gatorade i don't know what's going oh, on no they need some mj's mj's magic stuff yeah it's funny because uh and we're in a text message group together and everybody in the group is just constantly talking about that the mavs are the team that gives us heart attacks every single week that they play it's um, facts. which, which it's honestly facts. it's not the end of the world because it's exciting to watch but like you said it would be i would sleep much easier if the mavs were closing out these leads uh with higher margins a hundred percent it's just ridiculous at this point that it's okay so like let's look at the last Going back to Utah, November 2nd, 103-100 yeah. win. Okay, good. 111-110, 96-94. Just bought, I'm not saying the scores. No, it doesn't yeah. matter who won. 94-87, okay, whatever. 113-105, yeah. 117-112, 103-101. These are not, like, big lead games. The only, like, large win we've had was back on October 22nd against Memphis in that 43 Win. Yeah, so actually, looking back at our record, in the past however many games since it's been since Memphis, uh, the margin of win or whatever has been less than 10 points it's in crazy. every single game, which is, that's that's too close. It's way too close. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of MJ's magic stuff, before we started uh, recording this podcast, you brought up a statistic about MJ and Luca that I want the that I want the crowd to hear. Hey, shout out Stat Muse. I use them every week, but hey, <laughs> they said in their fifth seasons, MJ was averaging thirty three points per game, eight rebounds per game, eight assists per game, and fifty five percent from the field. Luca in his fifth year, thirty four points per game, 
nine rebounds per game, eight assists per game, 55% from the floor. So the exact same stats as MJ, except one point better. I, this is probably a change since that was tweeted. Yeah. But I'm not comparing Luka to MJ at all, but I just think that is <laughs> wild that yes. in their fifth seasons – their stats are the same to this point. Yeah, almost unprecedented levels of production from Luka Doncic in the first 13 games of the season. So with that, let's move to talking about Dallas at Washington. Um, let's talk Terrible about this game. loss. Mavs lose 105-113 to the Washington Wizards without their two best players in Kristaps Porzingis and Bradley Beal. Uh, Connor, tell me about this game. It's ridiculous that we lost. I saw Kuzma talking trash about the Mavs after, and I was like, he put up 36. He had an unreal game. Don't get me wrong, but if anybody's talking trash, it should not be Kuzma. <laughs> That's I'm just, true. It's just like, what? That's um, true. The Mavericks did not play well. Luka didn't have a good game. Again, Dinwiddie played out of his mind for whatever reason. The first time this season, he's I think he led in points for the Mavs with 33. He was great. Luca eight for twenty one. You can't have that again. Can't we said it. this last week how we were relying on him a little bit too much. Dwight Powell had fourteen. He was great. Uh, again, where is Javale McGee? Mm-hmm. Eight minutes. This has been a trend to now. He's one of the lower guys in minutes per game. Doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't. Yeah, it, it was just a tough loss in Washington. But we'll bounce. And it does, it's surprising to me we lost to them without. Beal and Porzingis. Beal and KP. That's just, we don't need to be doing that. The Wizards are one of the middle tier teams in the East, and the East is the worst of the two conferences. So um, I think that we just have to perform a little bit better. An interesting thing to note as well is Christian Wood out for the game, and he's been a consistent producer for us. So an eight-point loss, there are many things that could have gone differently. But overall, I'm not too upset. One um, another important thing to note: Luca with only twenty-two points, nine rebounds, six assists. Which it's one of his lower production games for him. Same this against season. the Magic that game before. I yeah. think he had like 20, 25 or something like that. It was 25. under thirty. It's crazy to say that anytime he has under thirty points, it's not a good game for him. But yeah, just, but it's, it's not I mean, his best. It's true because yeah. if you look at his usage percentage, his usage percentage is far and away the highest oh, yeah. in the NBA. And so if you're using the ball that much and if the team is that reliant on you, there is a certain level of production that's expected. And we we keep talking about this, so I won't talk about it really that much again. But we do need to see a little bit more from Luka. Uh, another thing is the free throws. We we missed – Luka missed six, and two other players on the team missed one. Wasn't but he that's, 11 for 11 last night, though? I think something so. like that? But anyway. that's eight missed free throws for our team. One missed free throw across the board for Washington in that game. And just another great production from Kyle Kuzma. So, I mean, it is what it is. I do want to shout out my brother Griffin. He was on the pod last week, and he called it. He said Kuzma needs to have a crazy game for the Wizards to he win. He did. And he, he did. did. So, shouts out to Griffin. And that's what got them the win. And that's what got them the win. So, then we take it to the next game, which is Portland – versus Dallas. Portland Trailblazers were sitting really pretty in the Western Conference. They're up there in the power rankings still above the Mavs. So let's talk about this one. Connor, what are your thoughts? We got the win, 117-112. Luka had a crazy game. I mean, we were just talking about it. He didn't have a great game. Then just pops off with a 40-point triple-double. Mm. I think it was the fourth or fifth 
of his career? Sixth, Sixth, actually. okay. I think. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but still great performance. 15 of 18 from the line. That's better than it was the night before. 42 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. I don't know what more you can ask for from him. Dinwiddie followed it up with 20. Tim Hardaway got 16. Christian Wood got 19. I mean, it's it's production you need from the guys who you expect to get that kind of production from. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like that's the first game this year where those four really stepped up to the plate and played that well for the Mavericks. Because I feel like we talk about, oh, didn't we have a great game? Oh, Hardaway had a good game. But the combination of those who are playing that well together was nice to see. Absolutely. And I'll correct myself. I think you are right. It's more in the four or yeah, five range. Yeah. But Luca is sixth all time in the NBA for career 40-point triple doubles. And he's behind the likes of only Oscar Robertson, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, guys like that. And he ha and he's sixth all time in 40-point triple doubles in his fifth season. That's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, I I was impressed with the Mavs win against Portland as well. I didn't get to watch until the fourth quarter, and I turned it on just as we were making a nine-point comeback to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Mavs had been struggling throughout the game. We were losing pretty handedly. It was it, We were keeping it tight, but then the Mavs go on an incredible run. Spencer Dinwiddie, six of eight from three. Um, it's it's an incredible win for the team. I think everybody stepped up where they needed to, or most people. Um, Agreed. And Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simmons, Simmons were great. Mm -hmm. Or Simon, excuse me, yeah, were great Simons. for them. Jeremy Grant had 37, and we still won. It's almost the opposite of the Wizards game with yeah. Kuzma popping off, and then we just counteracted it with our guys. That's right. Yep. Everybody producing where they needed to. It's a solid win for the Mavs. And now we'll move on once more to – L.A. versus Dallas. This happened last night. Mavs get the win, 103-101. Uh, Connor, you're shaking your head and you're panting a little bit. Tell me what's happening in your head. Uh, it's just crazy. Again, we talked about this at the beginning, but up by 25 and you win by two <laughs> just doesn't make sense at all. We let the clip – we let Batum. I had, I had, the, um, I had the heart attack of, of watching this game all the way through. Uh, Batum for the Clippers had 22. He was seven for seven from three. I, he was just popping off in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. The only field goals he attempted all game were threes. Threes. Seven for seven from the field. Same two spots every time. It was the oh right side, not even corner, just right in the middle of that three-point line, right side or left side, which mm -hmm. is draining it every time. Mm. Landon Thomas, a reporter for the Mavericks after the game, said this: the 25-point lead is now down to four for the Mavs. This team has to find a way to sustain big leads or a kid needs to use his timeouts. It has been a constant flaw ah, this year. Man. And people were talking about how the lineup change. Uh, please note that we did not do anything about a lineup change until it was after it was a 23-7 to run by the Clippers. Oh, my goodness. We put Wood and Hardaway in for Dwight and Reggie, which – I was flaming Reggie. We've been flaming Reggie well, yeah. for a while. I and think he deservedly did, so. I agree. He did really well down the stretch last night, hit four threes in the fourth quarter, and just annihilated that Clippers defense mm -hmm. and really sealed the win for us. It was huge. Yeah. That was really important. And so, again, it was a, it was a hard-fought win. Every game in the NBA I know is going to be a hard-fought win, but it should not have been this close. Absolutely. Yeah, Mavs get the win, and I think this time – 
uh, you know, Luca drops 35, 11, and 5, but that's standard, as we've already but assumed. 11, 11 from the free throw line. 11, which is 11, perfect. which is perfect. Yes, we need that from him. I think I didn't he's, even mention DFS. It was great last well, night. Well, yes, and that's what I was going to say. So Luca produces where he needs to produce, but then the reason the Mavs get the win is from the role players stepping up, which we keep talking about this season. That's a theme. Um, Dorian Finney Smith, 7 for 15 from the field. Seven for thirteen from three, so almost all but two of his field goal attempts were three pointers, and all of his field goal makes were from three. Same, same for Reggie Bullock, four for eight from the field, four for eight from three. You said he makes four threes in the fourth quarter. That means he's zero for four from the field and from three. It was range. bad until that moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, we get the win because they turn it on when they need to turn it on. So. Overall, good win for the Mavs. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about general thoughts about the Mavs and the upcoming games against Houston and Denver. Be right back. Okay, so the Mavs are sitting at number 10 in the league power rankings. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where the Mavs are falling in the league and what we can do to improve. Connor, what are your thoughts? I feel like we're right where we need to be, but I know we said this last week. We really could be 13-0 and because of uh, – I know that sounds so stupid, and it's such a bandwagon Mavs thing to say, I'm sure, yeah. but – <laughs> I firmly believe that. Like, I feel like we should be 13-0. and 0. I'm not just saying that. I, I think, okay, maybe apart from that Magic game where we lost by seven, which we lost by seven. It's not like a big loss. Mm-mm. But at the same time, the Mavericks are hanging in there in games that they should be. They're making games competitive, which I give them all the credit to. They're being competitive, and they're playing really well right now. They're getting to a point where they have this big home stretch. They got some games at home this weekend against the Rockets and then two with Denver. So that'll be nice to maybe get back in the win column and continue that streak. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're playing well. Players are playing well. I think he's still fi- – kid is still figuring out the minutes and his rotations and things like that. But I really feel solid about where we are right now. Yeah. I think uh, Landon Th- – you mentioned Landon Thomas talking about the timeouts for kid. Uh, that's something that I saw all last season and I've seen already this season. For some reason, he feels stingy with his timeouts. He's not he's not using them for what they're supposed to be used for. When the other team's going on a big run, when they have momentum, a timeout is used to stop, to reset the momentum, and to make a game plan moving forward. And he's just using them too late. He's using them after the run's already happened. So I think that that's a major change that needs to happen in the coaching style. We've also talked a little bit uh, today, but we've talked a lot this this season and in past episodes about uh, the rotations. Uh, one thing that I keep noticing is Christian Wood isn't playing more than 25 minutes a game. Uh, it doesn't matter how he's playing. It doesn't matter uh, if he's playing incredibly. He's still only playing about that much. So uh, look at take a look at the win against Portland. He plays 25 minutes, 7 for 11 from the field, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Why isn't he getting more minutes? Dwight Powell plays 15 minutes, and he scores two points alone. Um, so I, I, I don't understand. I want to I see a little bit more of Christian Wood, a little bit more of JaVale McGee, more solid rotations from Kidd. 
I agree with that. And six minutes ago, the Mavericks released a press release saying Doncic is out tonight against the Rockets after playing 40 minutes last night. He had a, I didn't even mention this. He had a fantastic three on a <laughs> yeah. crazy possession at the end of that game Yes, to, to seal the win, literally seal the win. Yes. It was right in his opponent's face, shot clock winding down, and just nailed it. He even admitted himself after oh, yeah. the game it's a little bit lucky, but oh, we'll take so it. Oh, so lucky. But, yeah, he, he's out tonight after playing all 40 minutes yesterday. Needs a break. Played the entire 22 minutes of that second half. The yeah. Rockets are two and twelve, so we'll, I mean we'll see what's happening. Maxi Kleba is also out tonight. Mm. Got apparently upended onto his back in the first half last night, so he's mm. out. And McGee is out tonight with the next strain, so okay. a little bit of the injury bug right now for Kid's team, but hopefully it doesn't last. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Rockets game here in a little bit, but I, I don't think that that'll be as much of a problem. Um, so uh, let's take a look across the league. Let's look, let's look at some teams of note. So number one in the power rankings right now, Boston Celtics. Previous ranking was number four. They're at seven wins in a row, um, and they have the NBA's best offense by a massive amount. I'm quoting the power rankings article if you want to look at this. But um, apparently Sacramento Kings coming in at number two offense in the league. They had 150 against the Nets. 150. Crazy. Uh, so Celtics are having an incredible season so far. They're sitting at 11 and three. They passed the previous number one in the rankings, which is the Bucks, who are being riddled by injuries right now. Uh, so I think that's a team to note. Give me a team that you're looking at right now. Well, I like the C's with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I've liked them for a while. Even Marcus Smart and guys like that. Yeah. I, I think, I think they're where they need to be at the top. They're probably the team to beat in the NBA right now with seven straight wins. Mm -hmm. So why not just say the Celtics because they've won seven straight and they're on a roll right now? I think they're the yeah. team to beat. So why not give it to the Celtics? Yeah, that's true. Another thing, I we'll, we'll check in again with the Cavs as we do every <laughs> week. And this is the first week where um, it's looking like I might have to eat my words a little bit. They're, they were on an eight-game win streak, and now they've had four straight losses. Uh, they lose 129-124 to the Minnesota T-Wolves, and Darius Garland scores 51 points in a loss. Um, that's a tough That's a tough one for Cleveland, but they're still oh, sitting at number seven in the league. Another player that dropped a 50-piece and a 40-piece was uh, Embiid Joel for the Sixers. He went, had like 104 in two games or something crazy. Oh, my goodness. I, with Harden out, he's going crazy right now on the court for the Sixers, which is what they need. Yes. Uh, he was incredible last week for them. I haven't really followed them since then, but I saw that on my Twitter feed as I was following Woj and all those guys. He was playing really well right now. Another team, the Jazz, which I know it's the Jazz. We can't talk about <laughs> it too much, but they've been playing well. Clarkson, Mark Hannon, which he's fi seems like he's finally starting to establish himself this year with 22, 21 points a game. Yes. Sexton at point guard, love that pick for them. He's I wanted him for the Mavs, and we never got him. But yes. Olenek, Beasley, Conley, I know isn't great. He's old, but he's a good ball handler, and that's what they need. The mm -hmm. Jazz are playing well right now. They're 10-6. and six. Yes. So I, I'd say that's another team to look out for, at least in the West. Yep, Jazz sitting at number three in the Western Conference at ten and six, uh, and they're definitely playing. They're exceeding everyone's expectations at this point, which is impressive. I, to go back to your comment about Joel Embiid, um, Joel against the Utah Jazz on Sunday drops fifty nine points, eleven rebounds, eight assists, one steal, and seven blocks. That's just absurd. That's absurd. I don't think anybody else on his team had more than 20. But 
59 points, 11, 8, 1 steal, and 7 blocks. That's 3 blocks and 2 assists away from a 59-point quadruple double. It's insane. <laughs> he might be the best like true big man we've seen in the NBA in a long time. Absolutely. I really can't think of... I'm like blanking right now on who would really match to his level. Absolutely. Like maybe Giannis right now compares to him a little bit, but even then he's not a true big man. Not a true big man. And Joel, honestly, Joel is riding the line of a true big man as well because he has the three-point range. So um, he does all the things that a true big man is supposed to do, and he can shoot as well. It's exactly what you need in the modern NBA. (laughs) It's, It's scary to think about that. Yeah, it's freaky. So now that we talked a little bit about what's going on around the league, uh, let's move to talk about these upcoming games against the Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. So tonight, Mavs play the Rockets. Rockets are sitting at 2-12, and 12, last in the Southwest Division, last in the Western Conference. Um, Luka is out tonight. Maxie's out tonight. JaVale's out tonight. Let's talk a little bit about what this game's going to look like. I think it's going to be a grinded out win for the Mavs with those guys out, especially now Rockets are not playing well this year. They've, they've only gotten wins against the magic and the jazz. Surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. magic team, we lost to. They beat him in Orlando. Yeah. But I, I think the Mavericks come out with the win against the Rockets tonight. I don't see any issues even with those three guys out. I think Dinwiddie will step up again. He knows he has to. And I, I think we'll be fine. THJ will be fine. We'll be okay. Yes. I, I'm looking at the Rockets roster right now, and they have to have one of the youngest teams. Oh in the yeah, league. by far. They're they're very similar to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in terms of draft capital, but they're still a very young team. Absolutely. Um. Let's see. They have Eric Gordon is 33. Boban's 34. Jalen Green is and, like 20. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is 27. Those are the only players on the team. Oh, and Garrison Matthews 26. But I mean. Every player on the team, only two players above 30 years old. That's ridiculous. They're def- they've been in rebuild mode, and mm-hmm. I really think Jalen Green is their centerpiece for the future. Yep, Jalen Green. They also draft Jabari Smith Jr. this right. offseason. Uh, I haven't even been keeping up with the Rockets very much, to be honest. But I think it's a win for the Mavs tonight. I don't really think it'll be close, barring uh, – massive losing a 25 point lead again barring losing a 25 point yeah um i'm knocking on wood for those of you who are superstitious because uh, i am when it comes to basketball but uh i think it's a win for the mavs tonight so we'll we'll go ahead and move on to talk about this matchup against the denver nuggets second in their division um they're second in the western conference at nine and four let's talk a little bit about this team and what that matchup looked like they're a good team. They've been playing well. This matchup, again, kind of scares me a little bit for the Mavericks, but they got two home games against them this weekend. So I think they'll at least split those games. We'll see what happens. But, again, Yusuf Nurkic, or sorry, Jokic for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray. I mean, they're, they're a loaded team, a well-coached team. They're always up there at the, the t- very top of the Western Conference every year. They don't always play well in the playoffs, but they're still a good regular season team at least. Yeah, it'll, this will be a tough opponent for the Mavericks, and I think that's part of the reason why Luke is resting tonight because he knows the challenge ahead this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking at the Nuggets' last game against the Bulls. Nikola Jokic, 28 minutes, only 4 for 4 field goals, 8 points, but 14 assists, 3 steals, 6 rebounds. 
I'm not sure what's going on going on with that stat line, but he's usually a big producer for this team. Speaking of true big man, he might be the only one that compares to Embiid. I didn't even think about. And, and he's a freak. Right. And he's a freak. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's shooting 60% from the field this year, which is wild. Uh, but he only plays really under the basket. So that kind of makes sense to me mm-hmm. why he's shooting so highly from the floor. Uh, Aaron Gordon is day-to-day for them. Nikola Jokic is actually out okay. uh, as of November 15th, so yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Ish Smith is out as of yesterday, and Bones Highland, who I've never even heard of, <laughs> is uh, day-to-day. So they got All some right. injury issues as well. So we'll see if Jokic plays and Luka hopefully plays. Yeah, hopefully. Then that will be a matchup to watch. Two MVP candidates, in my mm-hmm. opinion – Jokic, I think, won it last year, right? Or the yes. Year before? I mean, back-to-back MVPs for Jokic. Yeah. I think he's just, at this point, he's a perennial MVP candidate because of his level of production. He's one of the few players in the league that uh, can rival Luka in terms All right, so after the break, we will – no, one more time. All right, now that we've talked about what's going on around the league, after the break, we're going to come back and talk about the upcoming matchups between the Mavs and the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. Stay tuned after the break. All right, so tonight the Mavs take on the Houston Rockets. Uh, we, we've discussed a little bit of the injuries for the Mavs tonight, a little bit of the resting that's happening. Connor, tell me about what your expectations are for this matchup tonight. It'll be a grinded-out win for the Mavericks. It's going to be tough to come back with those losses that we have, but the Rockets, they're a very young team, very similar to the Thunder in our division in terms of like draft capital and things like that and young talent. Guys like Jalen Green, and we mentioned some of their really old perennial players on their team, like Eric Gordon, who's been there forever. He's 33. They only have a few players on the roster that are over that like 25 mark. So this is a team that's been rebuilding for a while. They're one and nine on the road this year, two and 12 on the year. Should be a win for Dallas, but I I still think it'll be tough with those losses of Luca, Javale, and Maxi. Absolutely. Yeah. Houston sitting at two and 12. That puts them at the bottom of the Western Conference, bottom of the Southwest Division as well. Uh, Not expecting too much from them. And I don't think that they're expecting too much from their own team this season. Uh, There's a lot of teams that are trying to honestly tank for Victor Wembanyama. They all everybody wants a chance at a seven foot four uh, diverse basketball player who can shoot block he can run he can do all those things but we won't talk about him today um yeah four players on the rockets roster that are above 25 uh which is ridiculous that's crazy on a 15-man roster for that to be the case so they're definitely in hardcore rebuild mode but jalen green he can produce every once in a while 22 points per game this year he finished in the last game of last season he dropped 50 something points um He's a scorer. That's what he does. And so, like Griffin said last week, I think the only thing that gets the Rockets the win tonight is a really good performance from Jalen Green. And I'm going to knock on wood for those of you who are superstitious uh, like myself. But we'll move on from the Rockets to talk about this two-game stand against the Nuggets. Um, 
Connor, tell me a little bit about the expectations for this. Jokic is the guy to watch for the Nuggets against the Mavericks. We were talking about big man just before this with Embiid. Jokic kind of stacks up, maybe not as much, but he's a perennial MVP candidate every single year. Luka and Jokic are the two to watch. Mm -hmm. I think in this one, it's going to be fun to watch if they're both healthy. Jokic is out as of right now for the Nuggets, so we'll see if he plays this weekend. It's a homestand for the Mavericks, which I love that it's not on the road. They're 7-1 and one at home this year. They've been playing well at home. We'll see what happens this weekend, but it, it'll be two really tough opponents, or sorry, excuse me, two tough games for the Mavericks and a tough opponent in the Nuggets. But again, Jokic is out. Aaron Gordon is day-to-day. Ish Smith is out, and Bones Highland is day-to-day. The same three are out for Dallas. So we'll see if we can get healthy. Some teams, both teams battling some injuries at the moment. But I still think these will be some wins. Hopefully, at least a win for the Mavs. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and hopefully Luca's back. I mean, he's he's clearly just resting right now. Dude has been playing out of his mind. He plays 40 minutes a game usually. Um, so every good player that's playing that amount needs to rest, especially for somebody like Luca, who's still working on conditioning, working on his agility, things like that. Um, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP winner. Um, if he's in the game, you can never count out the Nuggets. And so same with Jamal Murray. Same with Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr. has been producing recently in the in their most recent game against the Bulls. Uh, Denver gets the win 126-103, and Michael Porter Jr. is the team's leading scorer with 31 points, 11 for 16 from the field, 6 for 9 from three-point range. And they got Caldwell Pope, who I didn't even realize they had another yes. great player. Yes, another great player. So they've got a good roster if they're all healthy. Mavs have a good roster if they're all healthy. So I think that these can be two pretty great matchups. Um, one more thing that I want to take note of before we wrap up is just the fact that the Mavs, uh, they can they can be really good. Like we keep talking about this, but I want I want to put a positive spin on this. That the Mavs have the potential to be an incredibly high performing team in the league and especially in the Western Conference. Um, we're sitting at eight and five. We're right there at the middle of the pack, and it's early on in the season. So we do tend towards the negative on this podcast. We tend towards the pessimism. Only because we're big fans of them. Only because we're MFFLs. But That's it's the only reason why. <laughs> but it's only because we're MFFLs, uh, and we care about this team. So uh, be on the lookout for stellar pro- production from the Mavs uh, in the future. And I think they can only make it this far if they get Jaden Hardy back. From the G League, who has been averaging 26.5 points per game, five rebounds per game, four assists per game, a steal and a block per game, and four games with the Texas Legends. Already making himself a legend with the Texas Legends. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see if he can do it in Dallas. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from him in the G League. But I agree with you 100%. This is a Mavs team that is at the top of the Western Conference for the past few years, really. Even last year made it all the way to the conference finals. It's early but I'm liking where this team is at, and I only think the the you know the sky is the limit, really, for this team. They can go as far as they want. Very similar to the 2011 team, catching lightning in a bottle at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think this is a team that has the potential to do that. Absolutely. So for those of you who have been keeping up with the podcast this season, be on the lookout for some stellar production from the Mavs. Be on the lookout for many wins to come, and tune in next week to the Inside Source. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
sick and then end 